0: This episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. Guys, if you don't know what Liquid IV is, we'll buckle up because I'm gonna throw you a game changer. Liquid IV is a hydration multiplier that not only tastes great, but is a non-GMO electric light drink mix. love it, won't be disappointed. So please give it a shot and get more fuel for life's adventures. Now back to the show. Greetings and salutations, all you beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Art of the Beholder, a show dedicated to all things eclectic in the world of art, where we do deep dives into deep cuts and help you understand why damn things matter. I'm your host, Novo Day, and today we're going to be discussing art and music, focusing on one singular song, and that song is A Day in the Life by The Beatles, off of their album, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Of course, to hash that out, I am again joined by one of our executive, exclusive, senior contributors. That's right, the one, the only, the one walrus in the sky with diamonds amongst strawberry fields forever, Mr. Theodore Buck. Buck, welcome. Thank you. scooby doo <laughs> We're it's gonna be talking about the Beatles today. Let's just go right into our impression. Here's my impression: uh, Paul McCartney, George, John, John and Ringo. Wanted me to yeah. take a little bit of LSD, <laughs> and I never uh, would, and
1: then I did. When he, oh, that that see that I don't know if that's a very good Paul. See when I think of Paul, it kind of talks more like this. Oh, it's a little it's higher, bit, yeah. It it's is a little, little bit higher. higher, yeah. And then and
0: I then, just say their names. I just go Paul Scooby-Doo. McCartney. Yeah. <laughs> so guys welcome let me pull it back or we're just gonna we're literally gonna do impressions for the rest of the show and, and they're not back. good they're not good um they're, just... they're good <laughs> they're good mine's not that and great not i think you do a little bit the better. same i well you know they're good in the vein of like our level of of comedy you know we're not like Trained impressionists or anything like that, uh, but uh, I would do a good job. I'm actually pretty impressed with our our rendition. I thought it was good, but let me pull it back, guys. We're going to be talking about the song, one of the most so- famous songs in pop music, and that is "A Day in the Life." Now, this song marked a time. I was I was thinking about the thesis for this episode, and I at first I thought, was this the birth of art rock? And I said, mm. nay, not not the birth. I, mm. But, no. well, well, hear me out. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's the birth of art rock, but I do feel like it solidified it in a lot of ways, especially for mainstream acts. So the Beatles essentially said to everyone, guys, it's okay to be a little weird. It's okay to try different things, to go off course. It's okay to, try okay to do different a LSD. To journeys, a little LSD. Essentially, it's okay to experiment. And that is the heart and soul of what art rock is, right? Experimentation. Mm-hmm. Going outside of your comfort zone and a day in the life by the Beatles epitomizes that, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, So uh, before we go into it, of course, we need a little background. As already stated, A Day in the Life is the final track on Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band by the Beatles, released in 1967. It's, of course, credited to Lennon McCartney. They always just use those last names with a hyphen in between, whereas the main verses, the first and third section of the song, is, of course, credit to Lennon, and the middle eight is done by Mr. Paul McCartney. Now, Before we hash it out, of course, we need a little word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by the novel The Entropy Sessions, a tale of loss, love, and madness in our past, present, and future relationships with technology. Find it on Amazon and as an audiobook through Audible. Your support helps us continue our journey. Now back to the show. So, the first thing I want to touch on, book in the discussion section, is The Legacy. So, I'm going to hand it over to you by saying this was a drug song on a drug album are you, are you
1: serious oh there's oh, no uh, references to drugs at all in any of this album um we are gonna get into that yeah in yeah we're gonna get into that so is, give it to this me this is a drug album the
0: it is and it's the it's the drug song on the drug album yeah yeah and so well kind of, lucy in the sky with diamonds is kind of yeah and there's, they've too. even argued that's, that's that's, that's LSD. lsd a lot of people fun fact <laughs> yeah. those first those first main letters spell out lsd guys
1: But, you know, they had to be kind of careful because they 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 were a little too on the the nose with too some on of the, the references Well they were banned. They, they were banned, banned in the yeah. yeah, they were banned in and the they were UK banned in, or this you know, song
0: the, the song or either the whole album was banned for a while because God, can well, you had, imagine how much time the drug has references? Changed? Yeah, the drug yeah. references.
1: Yeah, and this is like the time when I, if you if you don't like drugs or not, you can't take away how much drugs did have an impact on music at this time. Oh my god. Everybody yes. was doing it.
0: Everybody, you know. There's like a famous it, it, Bill Hicks joke. It's like, yeah, you know, if you didn't think that drugs had an influence on your favorite kind of music, go ahead and take all your vinyl, all your albums and yeah. burn them. Yeah, Something burn like them all
1: because <laughs> they did. And, and, and you know, there's different reasons for that. We know now that, you know, depending on what you took, it either expanded your thoughts, you thought about different things or you it took away a lot of anxiety or you know kind of uh things that would block maybe some creativity sure um it arguably the the biggest moment in music um from what people say is that w- is the time when the beatles met um they met uh oh why Robbie no it was bob dylan and bob they dylan oh yeah Oh
0: yeah, they. F- and, that's, a, that's a famous. There's like a picture or something, right? Yeah, there's and, like a famous. Uh, there's a lot of imagery dedicated to this uh, famous moment where um, the uh, the gateway drug, if the you will, gateway, was given to them. the
1: gateway drug. Gets you into all the other hard drugs. Tom okay. McConney. didn't want to do it. And yeah, that was the story. Yeah. He he yeah. did not want to do LSD. Uh the, the rest of the group had done a lot of it, and he took LSD and uh, changed him forever. He came up with this uh, idea of an Edwardian military <laughs> band.
0: <laughs> uh, so a yeah, band we, within a band and we created certain. Right. We should talk about the context. Yeah. You know, it's hard to talk about just this song without talking about the entire album because the album is arguably often considered the greatest album of all time and um it's probably not my greatest album of all time but i can see why it, it is for a lot of other people and um, it's not even my greatest
1: beatles album of all time i know a lot of people say that and i'm
0: we should do like, that real quick what's your favorite
1: yeah. uh to be honest um revolver
0: mine is uh let it be the last one yeah actually
1: yeah i, I think everything after rubber soul uh, to me is
0: pretty high up. Oh, um, sure. Cuz Rubber early work too, changed. you know, but they famously I, said, "I'm yeah. going we're going to write a lot for you," and then they started writing for themselves, right? Yeah, so I was, mean, you
1: you could you, it's amazing cuz it happened in such a short time and they put out so much
0: material. It was like one decade and it was like a million albums.
1: <laughs> yeah, you forget it was basically 8 years.
0: Yeah. Um that they were famous yeah. as a group. It was a short period of time and yeah. they put out all of this work and those and And they had this uh, like movies and yeah, just there was this so much incredible like like creativity like just
1: range of from going yeah to like a group that Idolized American rock and roll, R and B. Um, oh yeah, there was a lot of influences. Uh, yeah, from created their own sound. The spectrum. Yeah. yeah, which is it's kind of odd. A lot of uh, English rock bands always say that, like they're like, oh, we listen to Chuck Berry. You know, yeah, I'm thinking right. of like the Stones and the Everly of, like, Brothers. Stones, I think were huge in the uh, blues. Um, yeah, the blue scene in the U S. Uh, so was like Eric Clapton.
0: That's the beauty well. of music is uh, we at the I know there's there's famous rivalries and stuff like that or, yeah. or, or pay, people hating other people. But there was a lot more love of like uh, that's where covers would come in and there, oh, would, yeah. there would be a lot of cross pollination. And oh, there were like tons that. of covers of, yeah, of different artists at that time. Um, like they were you saying, know, there was I, love, I love your work here. I'm going to I'm going to cover it. Right.
1: Yeah, there was definitely a dark side of that, um, especially in the 50s and 60s, where a lot of uh black recording artists were covered by white recording artists because they thought we've we, we have yeah, yeah. talked about that before
0: we yeah we have talked about that kind of like Elvis um, and other other yeah famous Elvis examples. like Hound Dog let's, is not an well, original let's close song. the loop yeah. on on the Beatles Sergeant Peppers and then pull it back to a day in the life why is this song why is this song as we're doing right now why why is it still being analyzed to this day i think it was because
1: and there was a lot of examples around this time it was the first time you ever heard anything like it i mean right that's why you can look I, at I eleanor was, rigby that had an orchestra with it but they didn't have this yeah. avant-garde um
0: like glissando sound. crescendo yeah um and that's yeah that's why when i was writing the thesis for this episode i was having a hard time because i was like this isn't technically the birth of art rock when I you know I can think of can, I can think of, you know
1: And the doors were around at the time. You still had pet sounds that came out. I mean there was a lot of There's a lot of
0: other examples that yeah was and they pulled from some of that too. Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. No 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 you're good. No interrupt. Uh but yeah the DNA was there. I just felt like this was the song that tried to break a million rules and it worked. It's you know like we talk about masterpieces in art a lot where It's okay to make mistakes or leave mistakes in or have flaws. That creates the authenticity of the uniqueness of the piece, right? Be it any medium. Uh, A Banksy piece versus a film piece versus, in this case, a music piece. It's uh, it's what you do with it at its core that makes it unique and flaws and mistakes are okay, And they left a lot in uh, this particular uh, piece to create this just. Yeah, it's it's really there's nothing really else like it as well for its time. It's one of those things that it shouldn't work. It shouldn't shouldn't work on paper, but it works in practice, right?
1: Yeah, it shouldn't work like on paper, act. it works in practice, <laughs> especially with pop music. We've had a lot of, you know, artwork or things that are different, take um take new direction, you know, provide a lot of influence to other artists. A lot of those pieces sometimes aren't, you know, or overlooked or overshadowed. Um sure. they're definitely not because they're so different. They're not really accepted by the audience. Right. Um this is one of those weird rare cases where something like this gets amazingly hugely popular um yeah and other... works and yeah it's like pink you know the wall pink floyd you know you could you could start seeing all these like oh yeah we bands. could run down the list bohemian but, uh, rhapsody shouldn't have ever been as popular Yeah, bohemian as it was.
0: rhapsody and the paranoid android so yeah. let's break it down let's talk about the composition yeah. uh let's just let's just go uh top to bottom as we like to do Uh, with these kind of things and the composition of the piece is that the, let's talk about the basics first. Okay. Uh, the song is written in E, uh, clocks in about five minutes and 23 seconds to five minutes, 36 seconds, depending on the version of a day in the life you're listening to. It's a slower track, of course, 79 BPMs. And I would call it uh, a piece that was written in three acts. It has an ABA structure. Uh, so let's talk about the first, uh, part and that is with, uh, of course, Lennon's uh, series of verses. I read the news today. Oh boy! And we'll we'll kind of talk about the lyrics and the instrumentation as we go along as well with these uh, compositional um, frames, right? So the <laughs> the tone of the song. I feel like I'm in this. Hopeless dystopia with, you know, how yep. Lennon sings the production and the 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 instrumentation. And with the first rehearsals, it, it was just piano, hammond, organ, acoustic guitar and congas, uh, which was later just broken down to basic bass, drums, guitar, and shaker um, maracas to be specific. And that creates the foundation for really the heart and soul of what has always stuck out to us, Buck. It's those vocal melodies, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's that harmony. Right. So you you when I hum a day in the life, I'm not humming any of those other instruments. I'm humming uh, John Lennon's vocal take, right? You're not Uh, so let's start breaking it down. I read the news today. Oh boy, about a lucky man who made the grade. And though the news was rather sad, well, I just had to laugh. I saw the photograph. He blew his mind out in a car. He didn't notice that the lights had changed. A crowd of people stood and stared. They'd seen his face before. Nobody was really sure if he was from the house of Lords. Now um, I actually think the best line in the whole song and you'll probably argue with me is he blew his mind out. He blew his mind out in a car and that is because it uses um, uh, a form of dualism because you can, you can read it either. He blew his mind out in a car in terms of a collision. Like he, it was in a car accident and his mind was blown physically But a lot of people read the drug reference there that he blew his mind out of car. He got high and that's when the, the accident happened. And I think the correct answer is both. I don't know if you're on one side of the fence or the other. To but me, I think it's both at the same time.
1: Yeah, when you're young, when I was a kid, I always thought he like shot himself or something like that. But then, and then I started
0: like he blew his brains out. Yeah, like I remember I was thinking
1: car. that like, oh wow, that's like a weird. But then as I got older, I kind of started understanding the references a little bit more, and I, I do think it's more on like he got high yeah but um, do we want to get into like where the lyrics came from or is that
0: yeah yeah know? there's no rules there's no okay. rules so the two the first two verses are about uh, Tara Brown actually uh, the, I'm so used to Tara being a woman's name now that it's, it's, it's a man because it was it's the a, heir to a, Guinness right yeah it was a 21 yeah. year old heir male heir to the Guinness fortune like the, the beer company Guinness God, who had yeah. a crash what, uh, what in what a, December 18th 1966 talk about being an heir to something kind of cool <laughs> Yeah, we're just uh, no, I'm and I'm not Buck playing just light heirs on, to yeah. um, the Levi Jeans Corporation. You know, we yeah. we just I didn't want to be the heir to pants, but here we are. Uh, here we are. Know, it would have been paint, nice paint to colors. you know, or or the other great thing in in Ireland, which is um, which is uh, Jameson. Jameson, the Jameson you, you brought me a back a uh,
1: a set of glasses from that distillery. I, I, I try still to get have my them.
0: friends a little something something when I travel abroad and. Was it was it just a pint glass from Guinness or was it
1: You got me a pint you got me a pint glass from Guinness and then you got me a uh two Jameson whiskey glasses like shot glasses No they're like uh full on like um like cocktail I don't know what kind of glass it is it's but you
0: can you can make drinks with them you can make no so it wasn't a shaker was it a shaker then Oh he's he's thinking I don't want any dead air he's saying he's he's dead air is me and thought the dead, air, is, is me thought. <laughs> the dead no, air I is I, I, I can't remember we'll have to we'll
1: have to we'll have to take this offline folks if you're if you're dying to know this and you're really excited about it we'll make a whole other episode
0: well about. we know that uh as we always talk about the Guinness um The people that are running Guinness and, of course, Jameson Ayers, if you will, or whoever's running the show right now, we know they're big fans of the show. Oh, yeah. Just like the Beatles, you know, Paul, Ringo, if you're listening. If you guys know the answer to any of this stuff, just tweet at us. Give us a holler. Guinness. um, Text us if you want. I mean, I would like. I would like to
1: thank you personally for your contribution to statistics, especially with the student tests. So
0: and uh, book of world records, yes, the Guinness book of world records. So we wouldn't but, have that without you know, them.
1: Guinness. <laughs> you know, we wouldn't have a lot of modern statistics without uh, Guinness.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Guinness as well. This episode <laughs> no, is brought we're waiting by, by a phone call. Nerds. So what do we, what's the list now? We got NVIDIA. We have Guinness. What were we joking about? Uh, one of our previous episodes that um, we were like, we're waiting, we're waiting by the phone for the, the, the ad spot you guys want to fill in. Jesus Christ. But let's pull it back. Let's we're equal back opportunity folks. Let's pull it back. We and love everything. We about. Love yeah, we do love everything. Uh, a day in the life by the Beatles. Um, so, uh, these verses too we didn't see a lot of uh keys you know it was a little bit in the background but they're usually just lead-ins until that middle eight and uh let's let's move on a little further so i saw a film today oh boy the english army had just won the war a crowd of people turned away but I just had to look. Having read the book, I'd love to turn you, or it's I'd love to turn you off.
1: He does that, That's, I
0: love that oscillating um, yeah. form of uh, vibrato. That, Somebody's just sitting there moving the dial. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I think he's doing that with his voice, his own vocal. I think he's controlling his vocal to create that oscillating oh, really? vibrato. Yeah. And uh, that leads us into our first, glissando uh buck if the the good people don't know what a glissando is uh give it to them in one sentence what's a glissando i hate when you do this <laughs> and i, I really love do. when i do this because well yeah, I, i'm gonna go and encourage you to study for the shows a little harder uh, well glissando I is, uh, you show. can say it in one word you, dude you could say this in one word because the the word glissando actually means something um, I know, you know, but you're you're like taking me back to like a um, like music it's basically class. Basically, a glide is what yes, it is. slide to be exact.
1: Is it slide or glide? It's, I thought it was glide. It's
0: slide. Well, both okay. are correct, but often it's considered a slide. So the notes right. are getting higher, you're, and, you're higher doing- and higher and higher. Faster and yeah. faster and faster. Well, so, no, it's technically it, one pitch to another pitch. There you right. go. Ah, I got him. Okay, good. There you so, go. Okay, um, thank you. But it is increasing uh, in Mr. tempo. Yeah. It, yeah, it is increasing in tempo, and it creates this tension, this dread. And this is where we see the 40-piece orchestra come in. Paint the picture. We're in the room. What what What's happening? What's happening in this part of the song? Uh, With the, with the orchestra? With the orchestra and the glissando. Yeah, they're basically
1: yeah. It's a crescendo. It's getting, it's moving up. It's building suspense. It's building. Yes. Yes. It's it's kind of getting you tense. It's it's like what's going to happen next, and it builds up to. It's it's like when when you're waiting for for the kids out there. It's like when you're the TikTok kids out there. When you're listening to your favorite EDM band and your EDM, group, okay. your EDM band. And then, uh, no, when you're listening to your EDM producer and he's building that up and you're waiting for the drop, right? The bass drop. Boom. Boom. It's kind of the same thing.
0: Yeah. Except not as douchey. <laughs> so, the, yeah, there's a buildup in the drop and this is done with a 40-piece forty, piece, 40 piece orchestra drop. drop. Yeah. This, this was the
1: equivalent of
0: waiting for the bass to drop. And the it drops into a it, like a alarm ring ringer uh into um Paul McCartney's part yeah woke, woke up Fell out of bed. Hey, by the way, I I just went when you were reading that uh,
1: the lyrics before. <laughs> I had this image in my mind of you basically okay. smoking a cigarette, <laughs> yeah, And a tuxedo. I've uh, right?
0: I've been around the block with uh, tobacco. Yes, no, but
1: who 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 used to do spoken word music the best?
0: Spoken word music the best? Yeah, Ooh, yeah. You would I do covers of it. I don't tell us who I don't know. Captain Kirk himself. Oh. <laughs> Can you do a Kirk off the off the cuff? Yeah. Uh, okay. Buck I read doing... about the news today. Oh boy! About a lucky man who
1: made the grade.
0: <laughs> who made That's a... the grade? The grade. Those pauses. William Shatner,
1: Bill Shatner. I just have this thing of like, have you ever seen this Rocket Man <laughs> performance?
0: Uh, I, yes, I think probably with you over. Okay, a couple yes, statues. because I just don't fantastic. remember. It's been a while. It's but been he's, a while. He's since.
1: doing Rocket Man in spoken word, and he's smoking a cigarette, and he's in a tuxedo, and this is how I think of you, just like saying, like,
0: <laughs> "How Rocket classy. Man." I like, I like it. Uh, so uh, the glissando leads into so that yeah, the EDM. Um, Build and drop leads into Paul McCartney's part, which is uh, the middle eight uh, woke up, fell out of bed, dragged a comb across my head. Found my way downstairs and drank a cup and looking up. I noticed I was late. Okay. I, I want to stop there because um, <laughs> the four of eight, because this part to me. So we have, we have hopeless dystopian dread in the first yeah. part. That's John Lennon's uh, set up to the song. So you, I think if you heard the song for the very first time, you thought it was just going to be like that the whole way through. It was going to be a John mm-hmm. Lennon song. And then this middle eight comes, and Paul McCartney, had, his, his vocal temper is, is uh, positive and pretty and bright, and uh, it creates this hopefulness, right? Yeah. And I, I always questioned why they put this into the song. It, it, it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb to me. It always has. And, and both in a way of, I feel that way every time I listen to it, but then I've listened to it so many times that I can't imagine the song without it kind of a thing. And, uh, when he, he did the line as the line and looking up, I noticed I was late and it, it creates this like little sound effect, like, and there was it, it suddenly the song turned a little, just for a second, silly to me. I'm like, why did they leave this in here? And, and, and I, I thought long and hard and I'll tell you why in a minute. And uh, so let's move on. I found my coat and grabbed my hat, made the bus in seconds flat, found my way upstairs and had a smoke and somebody spoke and I went into a dream. So he's getting high, he's going on a trip. And this is in my humble opinion, you know, this is why I don't know if it was an accident or on purpose, but that middle eight created a false sense of security. Like they were setting things up so that they could pull the rug from out from under you because when that, um, and it's up to debate who actually sings the part right after that, ah, uh, part that, ah, uh, what, what do you mean? keeps like, going. Yeah.
1: Uh... Whether it's either Paul or John, uh, yeah,
0: some of them I often debate John. who it is. It, I, I think it is for sure John Lennon. It sounds yeah, like it his, sounds his, like his timbers very specifically. But when he goes into that, you know, I, you know, I, <laughs> we've done this in other episodes, and I talk about the closest thing I get to being Mister Hippie Dippy Novo is there's certain times in music that are so transcendental that i'm like one with the universe kind of shit like how to disappear completely radiohead style and this part in the song that harmony part mm-hmm. by john lennon arguably uh makes me feel that way every time i'm like transported i i just it's it's it, there's there's a essence of magic to it and i don't think it would be as as touching as groundbreaking as striking if it wasn't for paul mccartney's middle eight to set up this oh oh it's the song's gonna change we're taking a left turn everything's fine now and then it goes right back into the dystopian hellscape (laughs) you know and i always
1: since a kid and i agree with you it it, it's again it's like one of those things that on paper should not work but it does yes uh when i was a kid you know when i first started getting really into the beatles i was probably like in fifth or sixth grade it was one of the first bands i really started getting into and like i your remember music
0: and your musical enlightenment yeah we start like ooh, i yeah. should be listening to that guy with the red cap anymore that talks about <laughs> <laughs> hooking up with chicks and are you, t- are you talking 40s? about frederick durst <laughs> frederick Durst. Yeah
1: um that's pretty i did, good. I did love that's... that album when it came out when i was oh we all did i guess yeah when I guess, we were yeah. in middle
0: school we didn't know yeah who did we didn't know we didn't know uh probably didn't even know who the well we knew who the beatles were but we didn't know what what was good yeah, or bad but... and that's the thing about music it's still subjective but yeah there is and, some and objectivity there time. Yeah, yeah there's objectivity there too there is a reason that all of these very important people or smart people in the industry always gravitate to these very specific artists and albums sure there, there is there is a reason there
1: and, and there's always like you know when i was a kid and, and part of it, it this is odd but how i got into it was we had a teacher that would play it all the time oh in like okay class like but it was always early he was the beatles. cool teacher or she was the cool teacher? she uh, okay no, no she's just old <laughs> she just liked beatles it was like the music that she grew up like when she was yeah. a kid like, yeah, you know, I wouldn't say she's old. She was probably in her early 40s at the time. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, but that's how, you know, I got into it. And, and like you said, I, I, what I was going to say is that you you also your your taste change as you grow. And we were just talking yeah, about Limp Bizkit. Um, I some songs <laughs> or music that I thought was lame as hell when I was a kid. I love now. Um, oh yeah
0: and vice versa right yeah like, like the, the biscuit example last night like, when how i how did know, we even listen to this shit uh, that feeling yeah. we're like what were we thinking yeah some of it is still there you know like we still we 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 are we are uh children of the 90s as we joked about in other shows so we grew up with some we grew up with nirvana red hot chili peppers yeah. we it, grew up foo fighters in their prime we grew up with some great stuff you know and Outcast, that was my Dre. You know, uh,
1: yeah, I remember my my younger years was just alternative rock. Oh yeah, like, that's Grunge, all I remember. Al- al-
0: alternative rock. I loved Soundgarden. Yeah. I love Sound all Garden. that stuff. Um, yeah.
1: you know, I'm going to throw some out there. Goo Goo Dolls, like you know, oh yeah, like a lot of like. Doesn't um, I have a song called Soul Slide? Asylum.
0: Yeah. Oh. So. Oh. Well. Yeah. All those like one-hit wonders, like yeah. Live, Soul Asylum. Live know. was a great. That was a great. Yeah. There was. Yeah. There was so many great acts, but it, they were just they here today, gone tomorrow. You know. Oh, yeah, we yeah. see that in music. But you in music see that, in that all the time. All the time. Yeah. 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 You know, they strike gold, and then the band breaks up, or they just don't have that muse hit them again to create to continue to create great work. Right. Yeah.
1: But but what I you know this song I always thought was. You know, when even when I was a kid, it, it sounded different than I had ever heard anything. You know, and You're that's about a day, saying, in yeah, day in the life. Yeah, a day okay. in the life, and it was like when I was a kid, this was not one of my you know most favorite. I songs. don't
0: even remember honestly when I first heard a day in the life. I yeah. think maybe I was in high school, early college. Like it took me a while to really get to this point. Of did you have like, like oh, a man? Did you, is, you have this like
1: this a really either in high school or
0: like college,
1: like a Beatles renaissance?
0: No, I I like always where talk you just about like spent
1: a lot of time listening to them.
0: We've talked about this, I think, in our other shows, but I'll, I'll I can talk about it again. Like I had what I call a music enlightenment and and that was through tool the yeah. band tool was what i call my musical gateway drug i was you know i that was the first band i got like obsessed with like i wanted to know all of the lore and the mythos and know every song title and know every album title and know every band member and and i got like really obsessed and um i was getting close to like i think graduating high school was junior or senior year maybe yeah, maybe maybe was my junior year my dad found a rolling stones magazine in the trash like it was like serendipity and hmm. um he brings he brings it over to me he's like hey novo i know you like music i found this in the trash and it was their very first article or or uh sub there was a, it was it was their very first time they took on the 500 greatest albums of all time you've seen this in yeah. rolling stones since then this is the very first time they did it And I remember, you know, fingering through the pages and like 90% of the stuff I saw, I had never even heard of. And I was really getting into music and started playing music. And I wanted to understand why, why are these acts, bands, musicians? People so important to so many other people. At first I thought it was Rolling Stone that voted, but I later learned that they gave the votes to everybody else. Like yeah. either they were already established artists or producers or just people in the industry. And so a bunch of other people got 50 votes apiece, and then they compiled this list based on all of these other people, not just Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't be, um, you know, they didn't want to be biased. And sure enough, I, I went one by one. Not it was hard to do it like literally one by one because there was stuff I knew I just wasn't gonna fall in love with, but I did I did I did probably seventy five percent of seventy five percent of it. And then I went back and I did all of it. You know, even the yeah. stuff that I I didn't think I would like Aretha Franklin at the time. I was like, I'm not sure if I'm gonna like this. I'll skip it now. Then I went back and I'm like, Oh my god, why did I skip? Fantastic, it? it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's that's the little mini story there is, and then yeah, ever since then I have made it my life pursuit my life obsession to be uh an amateur musicologist i mean both Mm -hmm. me and buck are really honestly so
1: yeah yeah I just, just one, one artist, I just, I just can't stand. It. And, you know, that's, that what I was leading to is that, you know, you grow to like things and you grow to really hate things. What
0: that's was cool. yours? Did you have that moment where you're like the, the light switched, you know, uh, that, that the, the, the thing changed and you're like, I have to start. Okay. Computer. It okay, was computer. just, okay. Computer. That's probably, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm a close second, but you are, you're the true radio head, uh, I, super fan in the. In the team, and yeah, in I think MVP it was collective.
1: I think it was uh, Karma Police, and I heard that, and I like fell in love like with you that just went, song. What? Hmm? I could not get
0: enough of that album.
1: I, that was an album I remember w- requesting. I'm shocked that's not
0: your favorite one of their discography. Then, since that's where you cut your teeth. No, no, I, I, it's, it's still probably Kid A. Okay, okay. But well, um, well, that's yeah, that's good. I feel like I did know yeah. that, but it's it's good to tell the audience, you know, where these things start. Yeah, but stuff but, like that.
1: But those those albums led me into different genres of music.
0: Yeah, um, like it, it leads you down the rabbit hole. Electronica, right? yeah, yeah. Really.
1: Yeah. There there was a lot of different things. And I think, you know and the Beatles were definitely one of those too. Like I started listening to a lot of bands from the sixties and seventies um
0: that's how i got like beach boys they're was... considered the first ever so it was yeah. it was it was sergeant pepper's number one and then pet sounds was number two
1: yeah. yeah yeah and that that was the thing it's like i always thought the beach
0: boys were some like kid rock like kitty rock like, that, like, i beach thought the music. exact same thing and that they there's some albums that are <laughs> fucking weird like they yeah. got weird they and got, like, like paul rock.
1: mccartney was saying like uh, god only knows is like he in his mind the most beautiful song ever written and they would listen to they copied a lot from the beach boys too well and vice versa. And there was a little like bit of a, yeah, yeah there was, there was cross, a pollination. Bit of a cross pollination there but yeah
0: um let's pull it back should we get back uh, to the, the yeah things? let's get back we went back to on the about song. a 15
1: minute tangent
0: no that was a good tangent that was that was our middle eight yeah <laughs> uh so the last the last verse i read the news today oh boy 4,000 holes in Blackburn, Lincolnshire. And though the holes were rather small, they had to count them all. Now they know how many holes it takes to fill the Albert Hall. I'd love to turn you on. And then we have another glissando. And uh, I do want to talk about this verse a little bit because um, I love me some Ringo. And, um, people forget that as much as he was a, he wrote his lines to be very simple. He would always write his drum lines to be very appropriate for the needs of the song. He always wrote for the needs of the song. You know, he wasn't big, he wasn't flashy, but it was always perfect, perfectly constructed for the needs of the song. And, um, this, I read that, you know, you can read the holes about the holes in a lot of different ways. And sometimes there's imagery that's drummed up about um, wartime things, like the holes were bomb holes or bullet holes or things like that. And so um, Ringo famously has always been very sensitive to Paul uh, well, all of them, all of their lyrics and their their um, vocal melodies and harmonies, and he would mirror his drum parts to match them. So when he was talking about that stuff, you uh, you will see Ringo doing more drum fills to 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 make uh, essentially recreate the sound of like a like a booming sound to create a, a crevice or a hole, kind of like a wartime bomb or something like that. I thought that was very interesting. That that's what I, I think what has always made the Beatles. Um, stand apart from a lot of other people is not only that they took risks like this, mm-hmm. especially with Sergeant Peppers, especially with this and definitely you know the the Middle Eastern song George Harrison's within you and without you. yeah um,
1: I, I would say this album though a lot of it especially this song um,
0: a lot of it is just
1: John and, and Paul oh yeah it's it's oh, yeah. definitely a John and Paul album. I, I think we I told you this before the would show you started. would you
0: lean one one way a little more than the other maybe I think a little more John. Linen to me. No, I, I think it's more think so? Paul. I, I think well, Paul? Paul was the one that kind
1: of pushed a lot of it. I mean, okay. he might have had a lot of the lyrics, but. Well, I, he was the one that came up with the concept for Sgt. Pepper's.
0: Well, yeah, um, the actual concept, the imagery, this that this this fantasy I, band. I mean, I, okay, I, I could see. Okay, I see your.
1: Yeah, I could <laughs> see that it could be. It's yeah, it it's it's, it's up Jones. to debate. It doesn't um, have to be a perfect. I, I you know, feel always a little. At the end of bad. the day, it is both. It is. I both. I, I feel bad yeah. for. I, I think this is when we start seeing the cracks really starting to form in the band. George and Ringo both. Uh, there's been a lot of reports that they were incredibly bored and miserable during this. They said that Paul and and John were like the happiest they've ever been. John has said (laughs) though that he, he, he was miserable during this, but a lot of, there's a lot of conflicting reports, but I do know Ringo, probably one of my favorite quotes of his is that, uh, they asked him what he, what he learned about himself or what he, what he did or what he remembers the most from, uh, recording this album. And he said, I learned how to play chess. (laughs)
0: Yeah, we were talking about this a little bit in our pre-show talk uh about the episode. And uh I I you made mention of that and I made mention of I've actually always loved Ringo's voice. You know, he has a yeah. he has a deeper timber, deeper a different, octave yeah. uh that he sings in than the rest of the guys, and he's really only highlighted on two songs in there. I mean, I think there's more, but it's really just you know, yellow submarine, honestly, and um a little help from our a Little Help from My Friends, I, that song, the second second or third song on the, on the album. I also
1: love, and maybe it's because he came into the band later, but when they broke up and they did all their solo projects, most of the time he was still the drummer for almost all
0: of them, uh, all of the different solo well, projects. Or he did a lot of, like, for for As a drummer, you know, yeah. studying this stuff. Um, there was also a lot of uh, ghostwriters. There was a lot of yeah. other drummers that would sit in for him. I think, like, yeah. Bernard Purdy, things like that um and paul even but yeah but he was still the guy for yeah. ni- you know we'll say i would say 90 percent probably a little less but he was yeah. you know some of the greatest stuff he ever uh did was still his own work and there wasn't a fill-in for him like yeah. come together i mean he does he does a drum fill um remember ringo i should say this if you don't know this ringo is a left-handed dominant person playing a right-handed set so if you ever wondered why he would fill in a very unique way is because he had to fill to from right to left and not left to right like a normal drum set and he kind of did it by accident you know a lot of people would be Mm -hmm. it would blow people's minds that he would write these things and he would just say well i had to (laughs) like i didn't have a choice i had to write this way because it's the only way i knew how to play it and i found that fountain yeah I found like Jimmy. That fascinating. he had to he had
1: to pay he had to learn how to play on a right-handed guitar even though he's a lefty that's why
0: yeah he, fl- he flipped it over he flipped and flipped it and over and that's flipped why flipped it lot over of and changed the strings you know there changed was backwards the strings around and yeah. yeah um yeah i just, i, first... I I had like a tapestry or something of Jimi Hendrix. Do you remember that from my old college room days? And uh, and, and it dawned on, on me. There. Like I didn't know that. I think I was living with. But yes, um, yeah, I think during then, and I realized I was looking at it, and I realized, oh, he's he's a lefty, and that guitar is upside. down. Like it dawned on me. Yeah. Like I'd never noticed it before, and then it was just like this weird epiphany moment. Uh, But let's pull it back. Uh, Student Novo, pull back. So he just said, I'd love to turn you on. And we have another glissando, right? We have another, as John Lennon put it, uh, we need to build up until the end of the universe or the end of the world or this apocalyptic end. And then we get the most... One of the most famous endings uh, to a song of all time in popular music, and that is the major E major chord ring out. So what they did was they um, they got three pianos in the studio and they played an E major all at the same time. That's what you're hearing. And then they let they let it ring out fully for 40 seconds until there's complete silence. And this is this is arguably the greatest chord ending of all time. Time. Oh, you know, a yeah. lot of people analyze this. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we get what is often considered the weirdest part of the song, and that's the looping studio babble. A lot of people think it was like words, um, like words were purposely created or put in there for the end, but it was actually nothing. It was just, you know, people, different people can hear different things in that looped studio babble or gibberish. Mm-hmm. I hear. I hear never to see any other way never to see any other way but people hear different things i don't know if you hear a certain series of words uh i was <laughs>
1: I, you know, I've never put much thought to it. I thought it was always being played backwards.
0: Oh, you so you didn't hear. So oh, this is a perfect example. So Buck didn't yeah. even hear, like, words. I would hear yeah. the phrase, never to see any other way, never to see any other way, over it, and over again until the end of the song.
1: I always thought it was, like, something sissy Bobby holla. That's what I always <laughs> thought it was. I thought, oh, it's, it's being backwards or something like that.
0: Ah, that's funny. I should make another plug to another piece of our NDP products. Uh, the short story, Post Meridium about um, a character that I've fallen in love with with the stuff I've written. Her name is Lydia. The beats of the story structure is the exact same beats of this song, A Day in the Life. That's where I got it from. And the original title for Post Meridian was called A Day in the Life of Lydia. So there's another little plug. Uh, Check out the entropy sessions first, but then, yeah, check out the other stuff that's connected to the entropy sessions. And uh, you'll find a lot of... uh, Find a lot of Easter eggs, connections, different things. Now let's move on to production uh, before we wrap this be up. And we have to talk about George Martin because he was always the fifth Beatle in a lot of ways. He is the Nigel Goodrich to um, the Beatles. You could also say
1: I've also heard there's always a lot of fifth Beatle references. You could also say Billy Preston was yeah these, the the, in the unsung heroes yeah. right
0: outside of this yeah. outside of this collective of people the band and um the production again um i found it fascinating that and this is where the art rock stuff comes in it they left in mistakes you can actually hear people if you turn your if turn your audio up a little higher and maybe a little sharp when they go into the glissandra orchestral parts but when they're coming out of them you can hear people counting the bars they, they should have cut that out right but they didn't they were even supposed mm. to cut out that little alarm ringing sound before the middle eight but they thought that was good because he literally said you know woke up fell out of bed Good. so like an alarm clock woke up That's <laughs> number, number two comedy. folks i've hit it oh, twice oh every show we are required we have a contractual obligation that buck hits his mic stand at least once every episode and we twice. are on two he's on, t- he's on two he's on two yep so if we uh, hit three everybody gets a free quota. taco at taco Bell. <laughs> Oh, I want a free taco. Then shit,
1: just just bring like your a... proof of that you listen to to or you this. get a free quarter local at McDonald's. Some
0: yeah. <laughs> that's good. Oh, I like that. Well, yeah, we'll do some publicity with them and do a uh, do a fast food art of the beholder. You remember in <laughs> promotion?
1: College, so so there was a there in our college town. There used to be a Qdoba uh, on the main drag, and our basketball team, whenever they would hit a hundred points. You could get a free taco or, or burrito or, burrito something, or at, something at, at Qdoba. And I'm And it went out of business, I'm pretty sure. It was because that one season um, where we won <laughs> we it got, all. We, we had a lot of 100-plus
0: games. We had a lot, a lot of 100-plus <laughs> games. And there would be like a line and out the door. T- yeah oh man yeah so be be careful with your promotions but ours is oh man ours is uh, airtight oh Uh, yeah let's let's pull it back (laughs) so the production i I like what they did uh, to the reverb or almost like an echo with uh lennon's vocal they created a lot of um character with his vocal uh, for his verses and they you know when i when I joked about it, you know, we're, we're in this dystopian hellscape of, of a world that he created in his voice and the music behind him. It, it, I mean, it ultimately, it's not really that, but it ultimately created this. It, it was kind of haunting, you know, but in an alluring way. Like, what yeah. what's going to happen, you know, with these things? And then we hit those glissandos, and that's what happens, right? Uh, we do the glissandos, the middle eight, and then that ah part where you're like, oh, I'm one with the universe. Um, but, um, God, this song has just as we're obviously doing right now, this song has such has had such a lasting influence on so many people and artists and musicians. The song even inspired the creation of the quote unquote deep note, the audio trademark of the THX film company. You know that that oh uh, yeah. thing you hear at the beginning yeah. of movies? That's it's That's George because Lucas of man. a day in the life, yeah. Um, industrial
1: so, light and magic at its
0: best. So, Buck, let's bring it on home. Why is a day in the life one of the greatest songs of all
1: time? I, you know, I think it, 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 again, it's it's another song that stands the test of time. I mean, hell, the the whole band. I mean, their music is still. If you look at Spotify and see their
0: monthly, it's timeless. Yeah,
1: it, I mean, it, it it's like you know these are on. Th- this band will be in the annuals of the greatest of all time oh yeah well, we always Bach. say
0: i think the last show we did yeah. you said uh the mount rushmore of of music mount rushmore yeah see the Beatles heads there with brian um, Eno. this this
1: song um what, what what really makes an artist too and makes them stand out is when you can push boundaries and you can make them permanent and yeah. um i think the song did that and that's why it
0: is the way it is absolutely um. Well, there you have it, guys. A Day in the Life by the Beatles, top to bottom, one of the greatest songs of all time, a hallmark in art rock music history. Thank you guys so much for listening. But before we go, you know we got a little extra for you, a little icing on that cake, a little cherry on top for that Sunday. That was number with what three. what we call – oh, he hit it again. Uh, we're going to do the Gym of the Week for you guys. If you don't know what the Gym of the Week is, if you're a little new to our show, it's essentially something we like to talk about here in our show, but it doesn't always fit into the scheme of the episode. But uh, we want to talk nonetheless because it may be on our radar on the last few days, week, or maybe even month, and we got to give you something – Give you a little something more, so you guys can dig deeper. Mine is—I um, actually did this in our last show. Um, I've been on a stand-up comedy kick, and um, tis the What's season. The deal and... with that? <laughs> well, you know, it's—it's um, uh, it's been a year. It's—it's—is it's, this it's, why it's you've the...
1: been wearing a lot of blazers with the sleeves rolled up? <laughs>
0: too guilty guilty yeah. uh but i actually have two uh netflix wall. uh there was a um a guy named mo amir if you've ever, i'm not sure if you've ever heard of him he's really really funny he has a brand new uh stand up and russell howard um hmm. and it's uh they were great they were really uh my kind of my kind of um, stand-up comedy, my my cup of tea, it's – you know, stand-up comedy is hard, and there's a lot of people – I'm not going to name names. I'm only going to – I'm going to stay on the positive side like we always do. I'm not going to name names, but there's a lot that I watch on Netflix or HBO, and I'll turn it off within probably five to ten minutes. Um, and I, w- I do want to say this. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, Louis C.K. just dropped a brand-new special called Sorry – and it's 10 bucks. I'm gonna do a little plug for him. I know he's had a lot of controversy uh, with this stuff behind his standup, but as far as just a standup com just purely being objective about a up comedy. He's one of the greats and, uh, give it a, give it a watch. I think I'm going to do it myself. Buck, what do you got for us?
1: Well, um, st- sticking into the theme of the Beatles. Um, he's, you know, he's doing been... good. He's always, he always has thoughtful gems. He always stays, stays true. Um, to the, I, you know, it's been, it's been a little over, and I think they just started celebrating it because last year, the, you know, things were going on, but, but all things must pass. It's, um, george harrison's, george harrison's uh, yeah. it's 50 years triple since the, lp
0: the release of that and um i bought that in, in college Did you know that no i have like a physical copy of all things must pass yeah i i have a
1: mint and i'm not joking i vinyl? have a mint vinyl not oh, of all I'm things jealous must now pass. Oh, not okay. of all things must pass okay that's hard yeah but his second technical tech technical technically his second album was a live bo- v- album and it was the first super concert really ever. Hmm. And it was the concert for Bangladesh.
0: Oh, okay. Had, like, I have like, I'm Schenker. familiar. I have to, I have, yeah, to ooh, I have to show you this sometime to look at it. Yeah. But it was
1: like a super, it was, there were two concerts and I think one was, I think one was in India. New- I can't remember. But, you know, the big one I think was in um, New York mm-hmm. and it's recordings from all of that. But it was basically the raise money for the refugees from, bangladesh as george calls it bangladesh um but there was a (laughs) war of independence back then look at the history anyway they re record there's never been a music video for my sweet lord and uh oh
0: yeah they did the the uh, like like all these celebrities got together all these celebrities i saw saw this recently yeah that is a deep cut or that's a good gem that's it's got
1: like tim heidecker uh of course it has a lot you know it has uh danny uh is it donnie or danny harrison his son,
0: uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah.
1: So it has like, like his family has, uh, Jeff Lynn shows up in one part of it. Cause I, I think I, I saw Fred
0: Armisen in the in the thumbnail, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's a lot of famous comedian kind of that alt comedy celebrities in it. And I think that's yeah. who made a, a lot of it. It's like Tim Heidecker's in it. Uh, Mark Hamill is as well.
0: Okay. Um, check it out. Yeah. Have you but, seen, speaking of, uh, things to check out, have you actually seen the come together? Disney plus documentary that um,
1: I'm holding off. Peter Jack it. is it
0: Peter Jackson did it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's Peter Jackson. He, he I like well, this. We don't
0: have, we don't have Disney plus anymore. So I, oh, I wonder if there's I, like a way I can rent it through some other platform. Cause I really want to see it, but, and I know it's like eight hours. It's like long. It's like 10. Oh, hours I, I don't even
1: know that. I'm, I'm watching it with my family over the break. Oh, okay. Holiday. Break, nice. So okay. Yeah. Do that. They uh, wanted, they were, they're holding off to watch it with me is what they said. Oh, so, that's sweet. Oh. Okay. Oh. No, no, it's not. Because here's what's going to happen. It's like every we, year gonna, they put a We're going to watch it for about 10 minutes and then they're going to have <laughs> to stop it and then go answer the phone. Oh, poop. Or they're going to have to go, "Oh, pause it, pause it. I got to go to the bathroom." This is how the this... worst they're the worst to watch anything with is what you. Yeah, and I I love my family to death, but yeah, this, yeah, my we whole love, life I love... it's yeah. It's it's like it takes us 4 hours to watch an hour and a half movie because
0: Somebody has to go do something. Oh, God. But yeah, we don't want that. Um, So you should should do what I do sometimes with my family is watch it before you see them, but don't tell them so that like you can. That's what I'm going to do with a Matrix movie coming out. Well, I want to I want to kind of wait to the wait for the reviews because if it's, I'm definitely going to see it. Well, I already have HBO. I, I, I want to, yeah, I already have HBO too. I just want to see, I want to see it in a theater. I feel like it's kind of like Dune. I feel like you have to get that big yeah. experience with the sound and the visuals. Spider-Man it may was not, like that too. I oh yeah. Good. You recommend it. We're fantastic. doing a lot of gyms today. Go see Spider-Man too. So Spider-Man yeah. no way home, right.
1: Was an absolute a plus in your book. Oh right? yeah. It's my favorite Marvel movie and I'm not a big Marvel
0: favorite fan. Marvel movie ever, ever. Yeah. Oh shit. They did I, something. Okay. They pulled it off. What I didn't think they could yeah, don't, pull off. No spoilers, because I haven't seen it yet, and I want to see um, it based off your recommendation. Yeah, you know the Ned they're barely device. making any money that MCU too. So we, I'm glad we plugged this because che- they really che- need yo. to. He, he doesn't die. <laughs> Snape, uh, well,
1: Snape kills Dumbledore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, well, you know we gotta help them out. The the MCU is really struggling. They barely make. I know any they money don't make a movies. lot of money. They they do. They've having, had a resort going yeah, to the television now. Yeah, they're just really down on their luck. So we thought, um, you know, we weren't planning this, but we we, we kind of talked about it in our pre-shows that we need to, yeah, maybe we should plug the the movie a little bit for them. They're just having a hard time at port disney Holland just doesn't make enough money yeah I they mean, just don't do it anymore since they bought
1: fox they're just really it's struggling. just so i we know it's
0: it's out. sad it's a little sad and we just have to help them sometimes yeah. and here we are so guys they don't exploit
1: um, anybody they you know they don't yeah, take franchises from your childhood and, and ruin I, them yeah, yeah
0: you know they don't those guys don't use steroids or either to buff up or anything ow, like that ow. and like god they just need help you know, so no, this is, all humans you know, look like that. I feel like our, our episode kind of turned into a little PSA that you know, when people are in need, starving on the street, like the MCU. You, you
1: know that like you that need to pass out Sarah you know, that change like, <laughs>
0: like the dog, dog commercials. Just oh, that, imagine Mickey, so Mickey Mouse oh.
1: and Goofy in inside those cages, and that's like
0: it. On. So so you need a picture Sarah McLachlan with uh, her arms around um, Mickey Pluto. right now, or yeah. Pluto and saying we need your help. Yep. These out of work animated characters need a home, food, and they need you. Scrooge McDuck, Donald <laughs> <have laughs> he doesn't gold. have that he doesn't have those that piles giant... of gold he can swim through anymore. <laughs> you know he would it's have Bitcoin. crushed his bones if he would have actually He has to jump through Bitcoin and there's no such thing as a physical bitcoin, <laughs> oh God, this is good uh guys, thank you so much for listening. That was fun. um You can follow us and go deeper with us at underscore novo underscore day and days to and at Media, You can, of course, check out some of our products at NovoDayProductions.com. There you're going to find the Entropy Sessions and Post Meridium as already discussed and, of course, um, Adulteration. And we also have a free um, uh, short story called Cancel Culture Lotto. I bet you can guess what that's about. And there's more to come. we got a lot for 2022 and uh, we're excited to show you all the things. So don't forget to like and subscribe and follow and hit that bell and do all the things. Right and review. We and love you. And until next time, guys, be good to each other. And as always, good luck and Godspeed. We love you. Art of the Beholder is brought to you by Novo Day Productions. Created and hosted by Novo Day and the Novo Day Collective. Facebook.com slash Novo Day Media. At Novo Day Media on Twitter and Instagram. Music by A Company. Facebook.com slash AcoMusic123. Aco on Spotify. Logo designed by Tom Justice, J-E-S-T-U-S of thejusticecompany.com and executively produced by Clayton Anderson. All rights reserved.
1: You suck, Jimmy Buffett.